You are listening to The Drive, a podcast created to encourage and empower educators and parents as they move to and from work, navigating life while asking questions and learning to receive the answers with grace. It's your girl, your bestie, your auntie, your sister friend, Melissa Don, an international educator and thought leader who has invested time in four different countries to learn about God, myself, and diverse cultures. I'm Adrian, a millennial worldwide educational leader with lots of sass, who is growing, learning, and exploring in partnership with others. We definitely don't have all the answers, yet we are excited to explore all the questions that come to us on The Drive. Happy, happy new year, Adrian. Hey, hey. Happy new year. Welcome to 2021. Welcome to season two and we're back. <laughs> I hope y'all didn't think we were going to leave y'all because I am here for the drive, hunty. Yes, and I'm going to ride, drive with you. Yes, new drive, new season, new year, new Senate. Can somebody say new Senate? New Senate. Can somebody give a round of applause for new presidents? New presidents, new presidents. How about a new stimulus check? How about a new female vice president? Yes, she is also the new Senate president. You better claim that she is a time-breaking vote. Listen, there's so many new things popping off right now, drivers. It's just incredible. And listen, sister friends, I'm here for the drive. We have a lot to talk about this episode, and let's get into it now. But Melissa, we can't start an episode without pulling up, and I'm pulling up in a paddle boat. Yes, a paddle boat. You know the ones you rent when you go on a nice little walk around the uh, park? Yes, I'm in a paddle boat. And why am I in this paddle boat? Because there is so much work to do. And in a paddle boat, you are working. It's comfortable, but you're working. Mm -hmm. The other part about a paddle boat is that you're normally with someone. You're paddling together in partnership, putting in that work, but you can't see the work happening because those paddles are not visible. They're treading on that water. And sometimes it feels very slow. You don't feel like you're going much of anywhere, but together you're working and you're getting there. And it also gives you a very unique vantage point that you don't normally get in other vehicles. You can see all of the water, you can see the land and you can see up above, but you can also see a bit below if the water isn't murky. So I really am sitting in this paddle boat, looking in all these different directions, working in tandem with other people. Sometimes I'm putting a lot of work in and it's just going a little bit slower than I might like. But who isn't smiling when they're in a paddle boat? I'm always happy in a paddle boat. So I have this joy, this sense of happiness and peace. And again, I'm not doing it by myself right now. I'm doing it with you. But in these various spaces, I'm in, I'm working with other people. So that's how I'm pulling up in this paddle boat. How are you pulling up today? Yes, I love the new pull up. Okay, we're pulling up together in that paddle boat. I love the idea of collaboration in 2021. I love the idea of relaxing while you're working. I'm here for all of that. Let me just say my entire pull up has been reset. Okay, 
I am walking up in season two. That's right. I'm walking up to my classroom with some incredible, amazing tennis shoes. Because for me, my life is all about the exercise. I am enjoying my new personal trainer. I am enjoying my new personal routines and rituals. I am really enjoying the newness of this walk. I'm able to embrace all that my classroom has to offer and educators. That's right, sister friends. I want to hear about how you're walking into your classroom. Are you walking in with high heels, with flip-flops, with boots on? Are you walking in barefoot? Are you walking in with tennis shoes like myself? I know for me, right now, my life is definitely about that exercise. Making sure that I'm breathing deeply when I go into my workspace. Making sure that I'm full of energy. Making sure that my body is feeling the movement. And that I'm stretching out all of the talents that God has given me to reach every student, every colleague, and every parent that God has placed in the classroom. My pull-up is definitely different in season two. Let's get into this amazing clip. Y'all are not ready for this clip. Listen, have y'all ever heard of the perfect score? Of course, as educators, we always love when we can give that perfect score. When you are able to say 100 out of 100 or 10 out of 10. Well, did you know that there's another perfect score that we need to be considering when we walk into the classroom? When we as educators walk into those schools, we need to consider the perfect score of happiness. Check out this clip. Let me, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on. Okay. These surveys that we, uh, that we gave you, they're designed to uh, measure basically how happy you are. Uh, you scored a, a perfect score, Hap- higher than anybody that we've given this test to since we've been doing this. It's, it's, it's really quite remarkable. Good. Uh, I think we're all anxious to know, why do you think that is? Well... I'll give you a very brief little summary of what I do every morning when I wake up. I wake up and I say, this day I choose to be happy, well, and complete. That's first. I thank God for letting me get up. Then I thank God for the fact that I have running water in a toilet. I have soap. I have toothpaste. There are people in the world who don't have any of those things. And for food. Because uh, sometimes we get them, I don't think I can make it today. I don't think I'm going to. But we have to realize that we are truly blessed. Then I thank God for peace in my house. I have a peaceful house. And I meditate. And then after I meditate and have my prayer, I um, just say, okay, God, who, how may I serve you today? And who can I help today? And finally, I watch cartoons. And when I watch the cartoons, I wait for the answers I just ask. And that's a very happy, beautiful day for me because I don't have any... Cartoons never have a problem. There's always an end to it, right? Something good happens at the end, and I have several cartoons that I watch until my day begins. And so, therefore, uh, I don't have an attitude. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I think you just told us in two minutes Mm -hmm. more than any of the studies we've we've looked over have. So uh, I'd really like to thank you for coming in today. 
and just generally doing fantastic work for helping out the children that you do and for having a fantastic attitude. It's my pleasure. Wow. And as any wonderful sister, friend, parent, and educator, we know we're going to evaluate and reflect on that perfect score. You know when your students come into the classroom with that perfect score, you want to look at it and celebrate it a little deeper. We all know that when we as parents, as aunties, get those perfect scores from our family, from our children, from our nephews and nieces, we're all about looking at that perfect score to get a deeper understanding of how fabulous our nieces, nephews, and children are. So let's take a quick look, a deeper dive into that perfect score of happiness. Number one, I heard be consistent, okay? This queen said every morning when I wake up. So let's ask ourselves, are we being consistent in our habits and routines? Number two, I heard making choices. She said, I make a choice. That's right. Rewind it back. She makes a choice to be happy. Number three, this queen with a perfect score of happiness is seeing things in a simple way. I call that seeing simple. Now, I don't know about you, but the last time I thanked God for toothpaste was never. Okay. Right. Right. Toothpaste, a toilet. I was like, hmm, a toilet. And you and I as international educators have had to squat plenty of times. So we know the value of a toilet. Never said thank you for the toilet. And of course, I the one I love the most, because you know this podcast is all about asking questions. And we do have an amazing question for you today. She said, wait a minute. Before I ask questions to anybody else, before I ask questions to myself, I'm going to ask God, how may I serve you? Who may I help today? And finally... This queen is watching wisely. That's right. She is watching what? Cartoons. You all know we were happy when we were children. And what were we doing when we were children? We were waking up, doing some of these same exact activities. But all of a sudden, we grow up. We don't want to watch cartoons anymore. But no, no, no. We're back. 2021, we're going all the way back to watching cartoons. So I have to ask Adrian. What's your favorite cartoon to watch? So recently, I haven't been watching like cartoon shows, but I've been watching one Disney Plus because it's just giving me all the life. There's so much on Disney Plus. It's like a rabbit hole. And then um, so I've been watching a lot of the movies that I didn't watch before that I'm super late in watching. So like Moana, I just watched Mulan and live action Mulan. So like I've been kept getting caught up on those. But ones that I've been really, really enjoying are the shorts where there's generally very few words, if any at all. And they're very lighthearted. Like she said, they have a resolution normally in about eight minutes. So they're, you know, you can get it in and It'll also allows me to kind of have a lot of my own thought. It kind of takes me back to like the Roadrunner and um, who was the Roadrunner with? 
But you know, the road runner and Wiley Coyote, you know, most of that, there was no words, but you still really enjoyed it. And so I think I really enjoyed that about the shorts on Disney. Um, and we had used them initially in some classroom work. So it's interesting to kind of just watch them for pleasure instead of trying to watch them from an educator's lens. I love it. Listen, Disney Plus is life, okay? Now, I'm not saying that this is a commercial for Disney Plus, but as y'all know, if y'all were riding out with me in season one, we are going to let you know that we might be one day doing a Disney Plus commercial. So if we are, I would say this. Everyone needs to subscribe to Disney Plus because Disney Plus will give you all kinds of life and you'll be able to laugh your way to sleep. And one of the things that I really enjoy about The Perfect Score and watching Wisely and cartoons is that it brings back all the happy memories that we had as children. We can not only create new memories with children that we have currently in our lives, like our nieces, our nephews, our students, and of course, if you are a parent, than your children, but we can also remember our childhood and the happiness that we had waking up on Saturday morning to eat some pancakes and watch cartoons because we could watch cartoons for more than two hours on Saturday morning. So for me, hands down, Scooby-Doo gives me life. And one thing that I absolutely love about hanging out with all of my sister friends and having you all join us is I remember some of your favorite cartoons as well, just like the Flintstones. That's right. <laughs> some of us had some amazing pull-ups, and it included the Flintstones car, okay? That was an amazing memory for me. And it just brings joy when you think about cartoons. So let's do a quick little rundown just in case you are clicking back onto the podcast and you're like, no, what was it again? Let me remind you to get the perfect score in happiness. You may want to consider being consistent, making choices to be happy, seeing things simple and not complicating things, asking questions to God before you ask yourself or others and watching things wisely, fun, happy, exciting shows like cartoons girl what are we getting into on this episode what is our question for this episode so this episode in this season we are diving into gratitude and growth this episode is focused on gratitude and the question we are going to be asking specifically is what is gratitude So, of course, we're going to have to define that, right? If we're going to be talking about what it is, let's go straight to the dictionary and see what Webster has to say. So, what is gratitude? The state of being grateful or thankfulness. So, then I said, okay, well, if we're going to talk about the state of being grateful, let me dig into how do we define grateful? Appreciative of benefits received, like that toilet and that toothpaste. Affording pleasure or contentment, pleasing, and pleasing by reason of comfort supplied or discomfort alleviated. So that there's a two, you know, the both what you're getting, but also what is being spared of you, that mercy that you're receiving. So that is how the dictionary dives into gratitude and gratefulness. 
I love it. I love it. And as we all know, so many of us are saying, girl, sister, friend, I already know I'm grateful for that paycheck. But this episode really takes us as educators and parents deeper into what we're grateful for to move beyond just a paycheck, to extend our gratitude out, to look at the actual work that we are doing, to look at the actual impact that we are making, and to begin to celebrate that. So let's jump into some of the things that we are grateful for within the educational space. I know for me, I am 100% grateful for knowledge and books and the ability to grow our knowledge, to understand that you aren't just born smart or born dumb. No, you have an ability to grow and learn whatever you would like to grow and learn. So I know for me, I'm so grateful for this space, not just teaching, because teaching is one part of our life. You know, we're teaching our children, we're teaching our students. I'm excited and grateful for the learning as well. Like we as educators are learning. I know I was in the classroom the other day and I realized, oh wait, we need to change this equation so that we can make sure that we have accuracy in our problem solving right on the spot. And of course, amazing students encouraged me and supported me because we know that we are okay to make mistakes because making mistakes means that we are thinking, growing, and learning. And so what about you? What are you grateful for in the educational space? Literally, you took the words right out of my mouth. I'm very thankful for mistakes, both mistakes in school, you know, the workplace, but also in my personal life. So yesterday we went to go see flamingos. If you don't, if you didn't know, there are flamingos that migrate to Kuwait every year. And so my adventurous self with a couple of coworkers decide we're going to go see the flamingos. And so we jump in the car. It's a short little ride, only maybe like 20 minutes. So we're starting to walk out there and we tried to get there at high tide. Clearly, Google did not support us in finding when high tide was correctly. So the flamingos were quite far away. So I said, no, I'm going to get a better picture. This Zoom is not working for me. I can't Zoom. They started to look like they had fur. So I said, no, I'm getting closer to get a more clear picture of these flamingos. And as I venture deeper in this muddy mess that is a mixture of mud, flamingo, droppings and yesterday's Kuwait, uh, I get stuck. Literally. Like, I mean, like quicksand type thing. Like I didn't, I've seen quicksand in like cartoons, but like literally I took one step and my foot started sinking. So then I try and get that foot out and where I land my other foot, it sinks as well. And so I'm literally, then both of my feet come out. So I'm covered in mud, right? There's mud on my feet, on my legs, my phone, my hands. Goodness, it didn't get my lovely jacket because it was a, a coat I hadn't worn in a while. But that was a big mistake, right? Like that was an error of judgment. I should have stopped a little bit sooner and just observed from where I was. But we laughed together. 
one of my coworkers helped me get the shoe. Now, when he went to go get the shoe, he lost his shoe. <laughs> he fell in. His glove turned from brown to gray. It was a big mess, but it was a beautiful mistake and like a memory that was great. And now I know next time, not only to be more cautious, but to also heed warning signs. Like we didn't realize that when we got back, we saw two pairs of shoes abandoned, covered in the gunk that was there. That was a warning sign that I ignored. But that's okay. Like, and we we laughed the whole ride home. My shoes still stink. I tried to take them to the cleaner, and they're like, "Nah, we're not touching these things." So. You know, I'm learning to like enjoy the mistakes and also be able to do that with my teacher. So when we talk about like error corrections and being able to look at our mistakes and reflect on them and allow students to be empowered to do the same thing, whether you're walking through, you know, makeshift quicksand with flamingos or you're in your classroom and looking at how you've written something and how you can improve it. It's okay that it wasn't right the first time. It's okay that it even gets a little stinky and funky because you can go back to it. You can do it again. You can try again. And I mean, I'll never forget chasing flamingos, um, but that really is more than just chasing flamingos. It's really about this idea that things don't always have to go as planned and you can make those mistakes and it can still be something very enriching and beautiful. Like those pictures, I will send them to you are hilariously beautiful. Well, as y'all know, if I ever pull up to the classroom with muddy shoes, you know that I've embraced this idea of failing forward. I've embraced the idea that starting over doesn't mean that you fail. Starting over means that you have the courage to continue on. So as you can see, shoes are an important part of how we take on this journey. And if you are in your muddy shoes, there is a lifeboat waiting for you where you can wash them on your own. You don't need to worry about other people having to wash your muddy shoes for you. Because if you jump on in there with Adrian, I'm pretty sure that all of the mistakes will be washed away and you'll walk out of it with an amazing memory of the time that you got your shoes smack dab in the middle of a muddy situation. Well, let's keep on walking, sister friend, shall we? Shall we? And I just want to say real quickly, Melissa, I love that term failing forward. So as teachers, we're always kind of, I don't like to say stealing, but you know, like, celebrating and taking from what somebody else shared. And I'm taking that. That's, that's in my toolkit. I'm adding failing forward as terminology that I will be using as I really continue to embrace my mistakes. Well, you are welcome. And I'm pretty sure that I read that in a book somewhere because I love a good old hashtag. And speaking of hashtags, I am also grateful for something that has given me all kinds of life outside of the classroom and that is the clubhouse that's right the clubhouse is a new social experience where you are able to invite some of your friends on and you go into these rooms and you learn from all types of experts and some that are just beginning out you learn Everything from entertainment to education to economy. You learn about safety and health and politics. And you even learn about tiny things. Like, I was in a a clubhouse 
just this past week with the author of Tiny Habits. Yes, this isn't a book that I had not heard of before either. But did you know, Adrian, that there are people that study deeply as their life's work, just like we've studied education, the habits of other people and how to build them? Hmm. Can't say that I did. Well, I definitely have heard of, you know, Atomic Habits, Love, those type of books, The Power of Habits, all these type yeah. of phrases. But A Tiny Habit really caught my eye. So I went into the room, Adrian. As, as we all know, we love a good room filled with educators ready to learn. And the author was talking about ways that we can build tiny habits. And since we are in this space of gratitude, I really was grateful for the tips that he gave. And I want to share those with all of our drivers. So drivers, lean in, get ready, because I have some wonderful tiny habits that you may want to consider. Now, before I tell it to you, just remember, this is a new year, new month, new ideas. So I'm sitting back, listening on the clubhouse. The author comes on. A question is posed to him about how to create healthy habits. He starts to talk about a weight loss journey. He says he's tried popcorn as a healthy snack because, as we all know, getting popcorn is definitely what we consider a healthy snack. Well, for the author of Tiny Habits, it was not a healthy snack. It would just take him into a space where he would eat more. So he got a new tiny habit, and that is to get cauliflower. Stay with me. Don't leave me. Y'all know cauliflower can be turned into everything from pizza crust. Everything. Everything. buffalo wings. <laughs> Listen. Yes. And I've had both. <laughs> Girl, I love a good cauliflower pizza crust, honey. Y'all not here for it, but I am here for it. All right. So keep the cauliflower. I know y'all with me. Take that raw cauliflower and drop it into mustard. Before you even try to stop me, I'm already doing the applause button. <laughs> I see you looking. I see you looking. Uh-uh, put your eyebrows back down. Don't dismiss it until you try it. So, of course... I did all the things that y'all did. I said, I know he lying, but guess what? It's the whole truth, and I ain't mad at it. I got up off the couch, went into my refrigerator, got my gray poupon with my <laughs> seeds. No, I'm just kidding. I got some normal mustard, whole grains, of course. And when I tell y'all I dipped that cauliflower into that mustard, go ahead, dip it in there. I opened up my mouth. Mm, Y'all feel that on your taste buds? You guys, you have to try it. And so now I go to work with cauliflower and mustard. So I'm just letting you all know that I got all kinds of amazing advice 
from Clubhouse. So for me, I'm really grateful for another virtual space because Clubhouse is a virtual space that is adding value to people's lives, specifically my life, my sister friends' lives, educators' lives, and all areas of life. Also, I learned from that that when you want to create a great habit, that you should help people do what they already want to do. So if you want to create a good habit of being a good friend, just help people do what they already want to do, according to the author of Tiny Habits. And if you yourself want to create a a good habit, then help yourself do what you already want to do. So the next thing that he was talking about was also this idea of helping people feel successful. So whatever the habit is that they want to do to help them feel successful with that habit, which goes into his next tip, which is to simplify change and to make sure that we're not overcomplicating things. And that means to do exactly what the amazing queen that has a perfect score of happiness has taught us, and that is to see it simple. If you know that you would like to go running and create that habit of running every morning, in order to feel successful, in order to do what you already want to do, in order to see things in a simple way, make your first habit to wake up and put your tennis shoes on. Don't even worry about going out to run. You will immediately begin to feel that success because you have started to create a habit. And what you'll find out is one day you'll actually get up, put your shoes on, and walk out the door. And that will create a successful tiny habit. So let me tell y'all, Clubhouse has been taking all of my vacation, okay? Because I stay in those rooms learning and growing and really enjoying the connections that I've been made, even the connections with other podcasters. Shout out to all the podcasters out there that know the work that it takes to really successfully create an episode. And did you know, speaking of podcasts and episodes, that most podcasts don't make it past episode eight? Yes, I learned that, Adrian, at the clubhouse. Are you amazed by that? We're already successful. Yes, that's exciting. Yeah, I I appreciate Clubhouse, and you're almost speaking to it right now, not just for the learning, but for the connections, for that that ability to connect and relate to people in a way that other forms of social media have kind of not allowed us to do, right? When you're in Clubhouse, it's your voice. There was a voice I heard today from somebody, and when he spoke, I've only been in a room with him once, and I naturally was like, wait, is that yada yada from before? And it was, but also I've gotten people emailing me, working, people encouraging me about like what's next in life and how can they help you on that journey. But sometimes it's also hearing people and going, Yes, thank you. You put words to what I've been feeling and thinking in the spaces. Um, so many of the spaces are so safe and freeing where you can talk about so many things, including like those mistakes you've made along the way, what's going on with you. So I really appreciate Clubhouse for the people connection. That's just something that's really, really important to me and being 7,000 miles away from home it makes the world even that much smaller, right? You know, like you're able to sit and jump in a room 
like there's a club called Teachers Lounge. I really love Teachers Lounge because I love talking teaching and education and learning and what that looks like and how we go about things and to immediately in moments just open up your phone and be able to be talking to people across the world about things like is education, is learning loss real, right? Or is it a political statement? And then really engaging with people about what does that mean? What does it look like for you? How has that come to fruition? That's been just so rewarding to connect with people on not just some pictures and it's you're not liking and disliking and all of that, you know, especially in this cancel culture. It's nice to be in an affirming space. Yes, yes, yes. So as you all can see, we are enjoying this new journey of gratitude. And before we go, we just want to leave you with some final thoughts regarding gratitude. For me, I'm not asking, are you a grateful person? Because gratitude is a necessity. We are asking, what are you grateful for? As teachers, as parents, as thought leaders, as drivers on a journey, you have something to be grateful for. I know we've just come through a very challenging and difficult season. Yet, we are grateful. Why are we grateful? Because gratitude is a necessity. It's like the air we breathe. It's like the water we drink. It fills you up. It gives you joy. It helps other people to be filled up. And most importantly... It leaves you with a sense of love. So as I head out from this episode, I want you all to know that I love you, that I'm so excited to be back walking this journey with you. And I would say, be present, be prayerful, and most of all, be prosperous. Happy, happy, happy new year. When I think of gratitude and I reflect on the episode, I want to remind myself and remind drivers that making mistakes is something we can be thankful for. We can be thankful for those small things, the toothpaste and the toilets. We can pick up tiny habits that are going to help us with that on a daily basis and staying committed to what it is and making small commitments every single day to watch that cartoon to ask God for direction, to help others, and to just keep pushing forward because it's a daily thing. We, we don't commit to it once, we commit to it daily. And we keep telling ourselves, yes, we can. Yes, this is possible. And even in our imperfect imperfections, we're still amazing human beings. And just being grateful for this day, being grateful for this podcast, being grateful for you, being grateful for every driver who's listening to us and just being grateful for being able to smile and say that I'm grateful. Au revoir, drivers. I feel the same. Sai Jen. Hola. Bye-bye. Farvel. Peace. Love you.